welcome to Divine Inc. Sorry, that doesn't bother me. I don't know anybody and apology. I don't have no regrets in my biology. There we go. We're live. I don't know what's live. I don't know what's live, but we're recording. I don't know what we are. I don't know. We have an identity crisis. <laughs> well, this started as Bury the Needle before before some changes were made. Before our total collapse. <laughs> For the total collapse of our mental abilities, what is it, mental function yeah, and societal function. Yeah. Society melted with our minds. <laughs> so it was Divine Inc. Bury the Needle. Yeah, Bury the Needle with Divine Inc. Yeah, and then it was Divine Inc. the podcast. Yeah. And now it's going to be Bury the Needle. Yeah, we're going back. We're going back. Full circle. We'll go back to the same sort of uh, format. format that it was before where we were interviewing. Sitting while not. Somebody new every week is the just, objective. Yeah, just, just sitting down and having a conversation with other artists. Boy, we do. We got a doozies for you. Yeah. Our Jim first, B first. Our first guest will be Jimbo. The greatest. Once we once we get the ball rolling again. We'll probably talk about racism in that podcast. <laughs> That's going to be... That's going to be a one not to miss. Yeah, it's going to be one not to miss. Yeah. If you're a squirrel, don't miss this nut. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll try to be more consistent. It's hard. It's hard to be. Yeah, we've got plans to be couch casters. Yeah. Calm casters. Con casters. Yeah, so we're going to we'll downsize our setup and try to. Make it more uh, comfortable, so we don't have to sit at a desk. We can sit on a sofa. Yeah, and I think we're just gonna we're gonna try and build a new Ollie and Malcolm network. Yeah, and it will incorporate everything. That's right. We'll be all encompassing. Yeah, we'll bring it back left up network back. In one in <laughs> one format or another, one way or another, we'll bring we'll bring a few of those shows back because some of them had a lot of potential. Yeah, it's just, you know, everybody felt it. Everybody's feeling it. And I think it's just uh, time to readjust. That's yeah. what it was. And we were trying to get on our landing. We're like on a landing approach and we kind of got diverted. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a good way to put it. Right? We were getting ready to put deep roots down in terrace and we were excited. And then we kind of had the wind taken out of our sails. Our building got sold. Our neighbor bought it. And she has ill intentions against us. And now we have to move. That's what Divine Inc. is doing. Yeah, there's a bright light shining down south, and that's where we're headed. Yeah, and we're going to open a new shop down there and have new adventures where there's not six months of snow and just try and prepare for an early retirement. I think that's what I've been doing since I was about 20. Yeah. Just chasing early retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was up here, but nobody told me it was so cold. Yeah. Cold, cold, in, in more ways than one. I was banking on global warming a lot more than I probably would. But... <laughs> didn't affect you enough. Hey, it didn't really happen. So I'm, uh, I gave it 15 years, and it's not warmed up now. I was thinking maybe on average of a quarter of a degree a year, and I would have been good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't get that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> In fact, the snowstorms have got harsher. The only thing that happened really was that winter just seemed to shift ahead. 
right? Like it just fucking shifts around. It's like yeah. when we're like, yeah, it's not too bad here. You look at the rest of the world, and it's like getting shit on. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's like you kind of feel bad. It's like, oh, I'll just give it to us. We'll yeah. it. There's a place in the states I can't remember which state it was, but they they were showing they showed a picture of their highway, and it was like fucking twenty foot high snowbanks, man. Yeah, like Kitimat used to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but that's I'm done with that too. Yeah. So me. we're just moving down there to kind of. What's it? Uh, downsize, you know, To if we're just going to be forthright, is that we just can't afford Vancouver prices and tariffs. That's it. Where it doesn't, uh, the payout isn't rewarding the investment. Yeah. And we just have to be smart about that, whether it's the price of utilities for our shop or, you know, the cost of fuel up here or just cost of overall, gas yeah, to eat the place. Yeah, man, I was just getting crazy. Yeah. Like the carrier fees on our gas bill at our shop are, you know, between, I would say, 15 and 25% of the overall cost. Yeah. And so, you know, that carrier fee means we had to bring it a long way to get to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we just kind of want to be closer so that there's not as much of that. Um, we like that high traffic. That's we're going to be high traffic again down there on the main street. So that's cool. Yeah. Cool little town in Oliver. Not a lot of people, just under 5,000 people. That's cool. But it's got that big town. It's got that terrace feel because we're right. We're going to be right front and center. Yeah. I think that's what's going to be the best. That'll be perfect. We're not tucked away somewhere. Yeah. Hidden in a corner. Yeah. They can get them out. Yeah. Up hidden in a corner. Nobody knows how to get to you. Yeah. That was a big one. That was a big one. Yeah, I'll miss the clients for sure. The people that come in and get tattooed and pierced and just hang out. But we encourage you to come down there because it's just nicer down there. Yeah. It's a long drive, but it's worth it. We're hoping to start an exodus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okanagan exodus. You want to come with us? Come with us. Just remember, this is the scalable model is that you want to be around about ten to 20,000 people. So we're a little bit under that. we got some room to grow, which is good. We'll grow into it probably in the next five years. I would imagine it goes up to that. Probably nine thousand mark. That'll be perfect. Yeah, and just be a staple in your community, man. That's it. Yeah. That's the most important thing about a tattoo shop is that you support the people around you and help develop the neighborhood. And we can't see me and Malcolm were talking about it. We can't see Terrace being anything more than Prince George in the next ten years. Yeah. So that's that's not very nice there. I don't know if you guys ever visited Prince George, British Columbia. Yeah, it's kind of like the Surrey of BC, <laughs> of northern BC, yeah. yeah, of all the province. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's the new Surrey. I think Vancouver gets a higher level on the thing, maybe a little bit degraded because of Surrey and East Van, but yeah, yeah. So There's some shitholes in this province, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's what's going to happen. We'll discuss rebuilding the network from the ground up. Yeah, and, and that's what we're moving towards in the next week or two or three or just yeah. kind of a layup to that. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna tighten the belt. It was pretty it was pretty lax and 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 like uh slack as far as the first network. We just kind of we started off strong. It was born out of a tattoo shop. Yeah, born out of a tattoo shop, born out of uh the pandemic. Uh, it was really hard for people to get together to podcast just because of all the fucking mandatory isolation and all that shit. So 
Yeah, yeah. still now it affects things. People who yeah. are not feeling well and can't go do stuff. It's really brought a yeah. stigma to not feeling good, right? You got to yeah. be careful. So we're going to bring that all back around. We'll uh, dust off some of the old shows, bring them back in some iteration or another. You might hear from old hosts again. And be some cool. hosts probably be better off unnamed and left in the dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna fly under the radar for a bit, and we're just gonna do it religiously, like divine ink. So yeah. we're gonna have some religion to it, and try to do it on Sundays, and get an artist in there. Yeah. You know, Sunday's a great day at our shop. Saturdays and Sundays are good. Yeah. So we like to tattoo on the weekends. It's when people get time off. It's when like people like to go shopping. It's kind of the end of our week. We got lots to talk about usually. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like a recap. Yeah. Recap, deflate. Yeah. We got called vampires. Yeah, who the fuck? What, what was that again? Somebody somebody peeked their head in the shop or something? Asked a few questions. And then yeah. they said, no fucking way, you guys are vampires. <laughs> and then he ran away, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was, he was talking about getting a, a tattoo or a piercing or something. I don't know. He was pretty wasted. Yeah, religious people, people that like they're not religious. It's weird. Like, I don't want to say it's demonic, but it almost is. You can be activated by religious symbols. Yeah. Like, you come into this shop, and even though it's just art, you kind of start looking around. You're like, there's a lot of Jesus <laughs> mixed in, right? Yeah. So, if you got something yeah. in, in the workings going on there, you got to try and read through all. There's a lot of signals coming through. Yeah. Right. So, you're seeing like, an altar and memorials and yeah. Virgin Marys and angels and Jesus is like, oh, that makes the darkness twist in some people, I think. And they're just kind of like, oh, you guys have to settle it. But yeah, uh, are we going to have other hosts on this? Like, no, <laughs> there will be no hosts. It will be the Ollie and Malcolm show. It will be the Ollie and Malcolm network. Ollie and Malcolm will save the globe with Ollie and Malcolm. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but this podcast. No. 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 Just, just, just the, yeah. To, the only people we can rely on are each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It won't be executed enough. That's I think that's where things got mixed up. It's because like I was helping you get through it and then i couldn't i had a lot on my plate with my separation and moving and i couldn't really be in, involved and then we handed the reins off and then we couldn't get them back together because we weren't really ready to handle it together yeah. and then we were just kind of like fuck it it was yeah we were going through a lot of shit when we when we kind of uh handed the reins over yeah i think that we did that in it i think that we did that for the right reason in the right time and I think that that will show in our in our product that comes forward from here. Yeah, stepping stepping away was important. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. It's not like we went off and fucking smoked crack for six months and sold everything we have, and we'd have got nothing now. Yeah, we all got. We still got it. We still got everything. Yeah, people always ask you, "Hey, you still got the Hummer? Yeah, I still got it. Yeah, you still got your truck? Yeah, I still got it. Yeah." Lady asked me at the dispensary, "Yeah, you still wear gold? Yeah, I still got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's that's the thing too." <laughs> Just because you don't see us on social media doesn't mean we don't exist or we died or we fucking fucking up. Yeah, we went off the deep end. Yeah, we're still here, still strong. We're real people. There's not a lot of real people. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. So if you want to see us, come by the shop, man. 
you know, I think that was a learning lesson for us too, is that we learned through the exodus of social media, we learned who was really around. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We were, it, just because you have 5,000 friends on Facebook doesn't mean even 1% of those people give a shit about you. Yeah, you got 5,000 friends on Facebook. You don't <laughs> have 5,000 friends coming to visit you. The worst The worst part is that you probably have 1,000 people who don't like you out of those 5,000 Yeah. using that as the periscope to keep tabs on you. Yeah. And God forbid that they're running interference as well. Yeah, those people with ill will that only yeah. became your friends so they could watch you. That's fucked up. And wish evil <laughs> upon you. Yeah. And be jealous of you. Yeah. Which is a really awful. fucked up mentality. Yeah. That's like if somebody was in the room right now just staring at us from across the room, just like, fuck, I hope they hope something bad happens to them right now. Yeah. You wouldn't do that. I never wanted to yeah. do this podcast. Yes. <laughs> you wouldn't do that in fucking real life. No. The worst. You wouldn't talk shit to them. They don't even show up or come around is the reality. Yeah, you know, it's like the garbage takes itself out. Yeah. If, if somebody doesn't want to be around you, they'll show themselves the door. My uh, mom told me this morning that my sister's going through a whole bunch of shit with my n- niece. Yeah. And that's not not to be like the fucking the Ali Lama and just have the fucking answer for everything. It's social media, 100%. The problem at hand is social media. They're emulating, It's. I will repeat to say it, you've probably heard it on 100 podcasts, it's positive reinforcement for negative behavior. And it's going to create the worst society we've ever lived in. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's the worst. There used to be consequences. Yeah, man. Yeah. You remember the same fuck around and find out? Yeah. Today, there's more fuck around and not enough find out. No find out. Yeah. As long yeah. as it's on a phone. Yeah. Yeah. And people doing like the craziest shit you would never do so that you can get a viral video or be sensational, like for clout. That's yeah. what they're calling it. They're clout chasers. And I just wonder, like, even with this tattoo gate thing going on and and this artist, they say there's no there's no such thing as bad PR. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like bad exposure. So even if you, and I know that because I worked in a shop that had some shitty, shady things happen to it in Surrey yeah. and fuck, it was even busier after. Yeah. Right. There was an, I, I had left since then, but CBC did an expose on minors getting tattoos. Mm-hmm. And one of the undercover fucking stings was at the shop that I helped open up. <laughs> and fucking it made it even busier after when they showed that, oh, this, they basically were telling people, this is where a place of the tattoo miners. Right. Which wasn't the case. There was some under, that was taken out of context. Right. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's no such thing as bad exposure. People want to become viral so that they get that sensationalism, that they get exposure, that yeah. they get the clicks, they get the likes. I don't really see the reward in that. You know, I, I summed it up yesterday. Tattooing is a hands-on thing. You have to touch the person. You have to spend a prolonged period of time with them. You have to spend it in an environment that's not yours. So the environment should be good. You know, environment has a lot to do with tattoo shops. Yeah. Joke's got to be good. Yeah. Artist's got to be good. It's got to be clean. There's a lot of factors that come into play. You got to choose your shop and choose your artist wisely. Yeah. That's it. That's true. Yeah. There's a lot of self-made going on out there, you know. I think we're going to expose a lot of that. You're going to see that when we go, you know, some of our questions are really pointed and they go right to the, like, who taught you how to tattoo? Yeah. 
that's important it used to be important yeah someone your your skill came from someone yeah you learned from someone you yeah yeah i feel like the good tattoo artists learned from other good tattoo artists not fucking going on amazon and buying a tattoo machine and just start scratching you set yourself you know what and i'm that's not to say that that doesn't work because we will talk to people that that worked for right and i have worked with people who were self-taught but that doesn't mean that at some point you you don't give that up and kind of open up your arms and try to start gleaning some stuff from other people be teachable yeah always be teachable. yeah even if it's youtube or it's whatever you decide to use or whatever shop you go to and get tattooed by you know i always have it in my peripheral i can see the clients that come in and get tattooed regularly i can see the clients that draw their own patterns i can see the clients that are interested in art you could tell an artist apart you know you could tell this pattern was drawn up on you know procreate or you know they sketched it up or whatever yeah got it ready on photoshop even mocked it up on their phones you know it's a lot different than it used to be you know yeah and that and people are really milking that part of tattooing right now it's what this tattoo gate thing is about is people are exploiting their clients for large sums of money prior to tattooing them Mm. for the design process and the consultation process we don't do that here you get tattooed, you show up that day, we sit down, you design your tattoo. If it takes you two hours to design it, then it costs you 400 bucks. Yeah. That's fair, man, because I'm going to sit down and I'm going to tattoo it in three or four hours. That's a thousand dollars. I'm going to do a thousand dollar tattoo. That's going to be, that's going to rival anything that anybody else is going to do. Right. Right. That's it. And it's going to be done to your standard, to your liking in front of you. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste your time. You know, that's the thing is you got to be proficient. At the end of the day, an artist also doesn't want to do a bunch of drawing prior to the appointment because contrary to popular belief, they also have things to do. They have a life to live. They, you know, you can't work 24 hours a day. We're already here eight of those hours, you know? So how much time do you give to it? Well, for me, I learned in recovery when I got off drugs, I need to have boundaries. So when I'm working, I'm at work. That's it. If I'm fishing and I'm on the shore and you're asking me to book an appointment, I was considerate enough to answer the phone and take your call. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm on the river right now. I can't book your appointment. When I'm back in on Wednesday at noon, I can book your appointment for you. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I'm sorry. Have a, day, have a great day fishing. Yeah. That's it. Just be honest. Have some boundaries and work together with your clients. That's the most important part because then their time isn't wasted. Your time isn't wasted. Everybody comes out ahead. Do you feel like you're, if you feel like you take a little bit more time than other people that you're newer at tattooing or it takes you more time to come up with a concept or a design, then you have to work on that stuff on your time, on your dollar. That's the reality. If you want to charge somebody to do that, then it needs to be a one-on-one interaction. Because it's not fair for you to hand somebody the bill and say, oh, it's 2200 bucks for the six hours I spent drawing your tattoo. Right. They don't know that you could, have, especially when you hand them a scribble. Yeah. Right? They don't know that you spent an hour looking for each design element and right. put it all down and that's just the rough mock-up. They just look at you and go, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. I am not giving you $2,200 <laughs> for that scribble. Yeah. And their portfolio should speak for them. So I was thinking about that on the inverse side of it. What if the artist was somebody like, you know, um, Paul Booth or Emily Rose or, you know, uh, 
somebody crazy good. These are yeah. both prolific tattoos. Huge, prol yeah. yeah, and they're great tattoo artists. And you knew that they could do a good tattoo. I think at the end of the day, the scribbler shouldn't really matter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you're getting tattooed by this person. You should trust in the process. You should know that this person is going to give you a good tattoo. If you don't know that, then you shouldn't be getting tattooed by those people. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah, you got to do a lot of homework and a lot of vetting. Yeah. Just go through somebody that somebody knows is the best way. Yeah, look at their tattoo, and if you like it, say, hey, where did you get that from? Yeah, it's super simple, right? The trail always leads back to the artist. Yeah, and just ask. If you see a dope tattoo, ask who did it. Then go look on their website or their social media or whatever their outlet they use is mm -hmm. and, and get a more broader idea. You'll see the tattoos that are done better, mm -hmm. and that's obviously what that artist excels at. Their you know style. what I mean? Find out their style. You can, right? find, you can see what they're into. You can see the most? level of care. The 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 range of tattoo artists that put the same level of care into every tattoo is very small, very, very, very small. And a lot of the elite tattoo artists actually just completely cut away a huge amount of the work that they'll even do. They're very focused on. Right. You know, Steve Moore is a good example of that. Amazing mm -hmm. tattoo artist, but you got to get spiritual things with geometry in the background and you know, Shiva riding elephants and lotuses and, you right. know, that kind of thing. That's what he's into. He's into the mythology and that kind of bright color. And and why would you want to get something different? Yeah. You know what I mean? If that's who you're going to get tattooed by, you don't want, you don't say to him, hey, I want to get a black and gray portrait of my wife. Yeah. Because that's not what he does. Do you know what I mean? It's not All that right. he couldn't and probably do an amazing job at it, but that's not his jam. You know, right. You're not going to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You may even stress him out. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking at a portfolio and you can see what the guy's showing you, even on that regard, what he's put into that book, if it's actually a physical book that you're looking at, that's what he'd actually hand selected to put in there to broadcast that to you. Right. 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 And and don't be insulted if you're on social media and your artist decides not to post your tattoo. Maybe it's just not trying to she's not trying to broadcast that because they're not into that tattoo. That's not a personal attack on you in any way. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's, and that's it's up to you dude, to communicate that with your artist too and ask them hey can you post that i don't know and i think the and i think the problem with tattoo artists now is they always want to do their own thing yeah they want to change it they want to do their own thing don't do that man tattoos are too personal if that person's thought about it maybe somebody else had that tattoo just trust them and try and do the best job of what they're giving you yeah and if they present the opportunity to, for you to do your own thing then fucking run with it. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Don't overthink it. And that's it. that's why the development process is on the clock, right? Because yeah. you're going back and forth with your artist trying to pick out and put together the tattoo that you want. Yeah. Helping I, your artist to understand what's in your head. Absolutely. And so the more reference material you can come with and the closer you can get me, you know, I've even been salted for this. I can't draw out of your imagination. Yeah. can't i've said that and it's insulted people and they've got all miffed about it i don't care if that upsets you i don't have telepathy i cannot see into your imagination and draw how you think yeah you need to show me as much of those images yeah. you know what i mean if it's if it's one of those sunglass tattoos with palm trees in it and a turtle and all the other then start showing me what type of you know how many types of sunglass frames there are yeah 
Yeah. Like, come on, man. Show me the type of sunglass frames you want. And it wouldn't hurt for you to, as the client, to learn the lingo too. Learn the language of art. Right? Yeah. Uh, you want you want something done on a certain angle, right? Isometric, yeah. right? Yeah. Top yeah. Down, head on, right? Yeah. Atypical, yeah. non typical, whatever. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And it's our job to put it on your body properly, which is a whole other podcast. We won't even get into that. Yeah. I want to get that's, that. that's through learning. That's through learning the rules of tattooing, yeah. you know? What's it called? The tradition, you know, the lore. It's attached to it. So, and when you're self-taught, you won't pick up. Your teacher won't hand that off to you because you don't have a teacher. You know what I mean? Right, right. There's no handed down technique or anything. Anyways, I don't want to ramble too long. We're excited uh, about what's going on. Jimbo's number one up. He's always excited. That's going to be a good one. I can't wait for that. Yeah. And then I think Gregory Williams from High to Inc. Number two. Gig. Yep. Yeah. Corey, number three. Yeah. We'd like to get Liam Noy on there. Right. Kyle Fresh Inc. Yeah. Chanty Man. These are all guys that were on uh, the first iteration of Bury the Needle as well. Yeah. So we're going to bring them back and catch up with them. Catch up with them, revisit it, see where they're at. I think the last time the previous hosts talked to them was during the pandemic. So they were going over a lot of the protocol for that yeah and so, it'd be cool to revisit that please ask some exactly. questions regarding you know yeah. that's in our question lineup too yeah how did the pandemic affect your tattooing how'd you get through it yeah how'd you get through it did you have to do something different yeah that's it man we're ready to bury the needle that's really what it comes down to yeah yes and we're gonna figure out all the logistics of it too like when are we going to drop podcast episodes? How frequent are we going to do episodes? Like, it would be nice to build up a queue of episodes and just start dropping them uh, on specific days. See you next Tuesday. Every week. And Tuesday seems to work for us. Yeah, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Well, it works good for you, too, because we could lay out, like I said, it's the end of our work week. And then we come into Monday, Tuesday. That gives you time to edit. Yeah. And Tuesday evening, you can drop and you've had... Some time to just go over things and check them out. Yeah. And then the format, we got to think about the format too. Are we going to bring back video? Are we going to do live streaming? That type of stuff. Because I remember when we when we first started doing podcasts here and we had the network, we had F this network, we were stoked on doing ideas like, you know, let's bring people in and have a live audience and do a live show, right? But we couldn't do that because of COVID. Yeah, and there was all kinds of weird shit that we phased out. Like, we phased out Instagram. We phased out Facebook. We kind of just went, instead of live, we're just really for real. Yeah. But I think that that should be our focus is when, as as often as possible, mm -hmm. you know, maybe we should even start, we talked to the Norseman from PG, is reach out to him and start talking to some people that we haven't talked to. Really start talking to some shop owners and just doing that that reaching out and expanding. Yeah new faces right i think it's important to try and connect the tattoo community in british columbia again it's very fragmented up here especially like in the north yeah it's it's a like a bitter competition type of deal it feels yeah it shouldn't it shouldn't be so competitive but it feels like it is and i'm glad that we're leaving i think we're going to be nestled you know it's going to be nice because because we're going to be the front runners which i was in the north the front runner 15 years ago yeah and I'm just, cho I'm choosing to allow you guys to fight over it. Yeah. 
I'm just gracefully bowing out like Mr. Miyagi or Yoda and saying, okay, I'll walk away. Created all this hell spawn and you guys can fucking fight over it of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, is it? It doesn't have to be that way. We should be all working together and collaborating together. Like Jimbo and I's relationship should be a typeset of what the tattoo community should be like. Brotherhood. Brotherhood. And yeah, you should be supporting the shop that that person works at. You should be going there. You should be trying to have barbecues with them. You should be doing cool shit, going on rides together, going to conventions together. And that's kind of what it should have been. And somewhere along the, the way, we've oversaturated the market and we've told ourselves that we need to be in competition. But yeah. my mantra is that if you're good enough, then you shouldn't have to be in competition with anybody but yourself. That's you'll it. have your clientele and they'll yeah. go to you. You don't have to worry about You have to find your groove. You yeah, you got to find your groove. And that's <laughs> what we're talking about in the podcast is just what's your style? Yeah. What styles do you like? Who are your inspirations? Where did you come from? Where are you going? Who's helping you get there? Yeah. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, exactly. But that's me, man. The Ali Lama, Malcolm, yeah. One-Eyed Piercer. <laughs> all right. So and we'll see you next on the horizon, man. I'll see you next Tuesday. We're going to bring all this together and uh, wait for big, big announcements. Yeah. Big and big guests. That's right. Physically big. <laughs> Physically <laughs> And physically small. And physically small. (laughs) And physically short and physically tall. That's right. We've got them all. That's right. All right, man. See you. Signing off. All right.